Okay, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the High Button Podcast. I am very excited to have you join us once again. Today, we have a very special guest. His name goes by Matthew Welsh. Matthew played for the Halifax Max Major Midget Organization, the same organization that myself and Matthew Dudelay played for. Nowadays, he plays in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, playing for the Charlottetown Islanders. Me and Dudelay are going to sit down, talk to Matt, see how his career is going so far and what he looks forward to uh, in the future. So it's going to be a good podcast. Sit tight. Here we go. Is it 40 bucks each. What the fuck? All right, we're going here, fellas. Matt, thanks going? for coming, buddy. I appreciate it. Dudes here as well. Yes, sir. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I first learned about you this year when uh, essentially I think that you carried your team past uh, the Mooseheads the first round. I was just like, who is this kid? And then once dudes – that's not a, that's a yeah, fair statement. daggers right off the Well, that's a fair statement, country. man. Like yeah, I didn't I go to many Moosehead <laughs> games this year, but I went to the playoff games. Mm-hmm. And then I saw – I didn't know who you were before that. I saw you play. I was like, holy shit, who's this kid? And it just so happened to be dudes texted me, what was it, a week ago? And you're like, hey, this Welsh kid wants to come on. I was like, holy shit, full circle. So I'm pumped you're here, man. Yeah, no, I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Heard lots of great and things. And then also, you essentially had the same upbringing as dudes and I playing for the Halifax Hawks and playing for Centennial the Max. Arena, baby. Yeah, former Hawks. That's right. Yeah. Up through the Max. Halifax McDonald's. That's right. All right, let's get right into it anyways, because the Q draft just happened. So what can you tell me about your memory from that? Is it still fresh? Uh, it is, actually. Uh, that's something you don't really forget. No, I remember uh, I was I was just a kid. I was still 15 at the time, so... <laughs> Um, going to the draft, like I wasn't, I didn't look like I was ready for junior hockey yet. You know, like looking back at it, if I was the junior player looking at like the kids getting drafted, it's like, holy shit, this kid's, this kid's not playing. You you must've been smaller then, then, Hey, uh, I wasn't, I didn't grow that much since then. I was, I don't know. I was probably five ten ish and five eleven now, but, um, for, for goalie, that's yeah by standard small right yeah you know i just kind of hadn't grown into my body yet. like i was like still pudgy a little bit and <laughs> so i i remember going i was in sherbrooke actually right so That's where the draft uh was? yeah i was in sherbrooke um i drove up with my family uh, my brother was in the league already oh. so that was kind of nice to have That's him such there a... yeah it was like a confidence thing for me like you know uh, walking into draft like yeah with my brother and my family so he, well, you know he you had his get hurt or anything too right like yeah you know he had his his Schwinnigan uh, shirt on was down at his table or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I knew it was going to be – I knew I wasn't going to be like a first round or anything like that. So I knew I was going to have to sit there for a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, where was the draft? Sorry to interrupt. Where, where was Sherbrooke. It? it was in Sherbrooke, sorry. Yeah, okay. a good ring for the draft actually. Really? Yeah, the seating is kind of tight, but like the way it was all set up and the stage was in a good spot and the way they walked down um, and it had a lot of open spots to walk into like through the boards. Okay. So it was actually a really good location for the draft. Um, I've never been to a draft in general, so he's news to me. It's a cool <laughs> event. It yeah. actually is pretty cool. I, f- I feel like it's going to come to Halifax sooner or later. Yeah, it's never been to Hal- I don't remember a time. I think. It's always been in Quebec. A long time ago, it might have been in Halifax. Really? But it's usually in Quebec just because, I mean, majority rules, right? It's There's probably four Quebec guys drafted for every one Maritime or yeah, so. Also, it's so. called the Quebec Major Junior Yeah. <laughs> Someone told me the other day that they're, they're thinking of changing it to the Quebec Maritime Junior Hockey League. I don't know why. That would, would be nice. It's just everyone knows it's Major Junior. Yeah. yeah. 
So Anyways, when they take your jacket at the draft, when do you get that back? Because I remember watching the video and like a hot girl takes your jacket. Yeah. And then, so how do you get your jacket? Well, that back? was that was mainly just for the first rounder, so oh. I didn't really have to worry about that. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> no, no, no offense taken. Um, I'd like to know the answer to that question too, though. <laughs> I never even. But really uh, thought of that. I'd be worried okay. about the jacket. It's there, like, yeah, yeah you know they call the name and they go, they start walking down the aisle. Um, and then the girl comes up, takes their jacket and they walk up on the stage or whatever, but that's just the first round. So once the second round gets going, it just kind of, the picks just get going like that, right? Like they're just bang, bang, bang. Like, so were you projected to be a second rounder or did, did you have like a lower ranking? Maybe you were surprised at where you went. Uh, I think I was ranked in the, I was ranked 38th. So that's first pick third round, I think. Um, and I went, I went 37th, so Just pretty good ranking, good. I guess. Usually. How you were set 16 or 15, sorry? I was 15. I was turning 16 in uh, a month or so. Okay. Was around so you're in grade 10. I'm sure you have a weird birthday. Yeah, I was in grade 10 at the time. Right. Where'd you go to high school? Halifax West. Yes, Did you sir. fucking actually? Yeah. Is that where you guys went? Yeah. yeah. How Jeez. do I not? Graduated in 2009. Graduated 2010. When did you graduate? Last year, 2017. Jesus. Yeah. Last well, year. I graduated it's, from the West, but so you know Snook. Yes, I know Snook. <laughs> um, who's uh, who? I'm trying to think of other names. Uh, I know the principals. Uh, I don't even know. It's a new principal now. I don't know. I honestly went there grade ten. Um, then I moved to PEI grade eleven. Oh yeah. But I transferred back. So like at the end of my season, um, my high school courses would transfer back, and. Uh, that I'd finish my school year off there, but oh man, I didn't spend a lot of time at the West because you'd be like part-time student, right? When you transfer back, so like yeah, oh, I remember when Stephen came back from St. John, he just jumped in a couple classes. Yeah, you're literally in two classes. You show up and leave at lunch. Yeah, like it's, it's the life of a stud, man. So you listen, you listening, people? You <laughs> just want to go to class halftime, just be sick at hockey. Yeah, I remember Steve used to show up at lunchtime, like he'd have his shirt off and just be flexing. Yeah, just pull up in, in his, his car. car yeah. yeah, luckily I got to go in the car, so I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that I didn't know that. I didn't realize that only the first rounders get to walk across the stage and whatnot. Because I figured, like, shit, man, if you're ranked ninth round and everybody walks across the stage, you're gonna be there for like, oh 24 my god, hours. it'd be dreadful. Yeah, no, like once it gets yeah. like, and once the later rounds come too, it's more just like the teams they have list of guys and you're like, is this guy taken? Okay, well next yeah. guy, right? Like they have their <laughs> list and they're just like the commissioners up on stage and he's like, uh, Charlottetown, would you like to make your pick? Uh, whatever, like number one forty or something like that, and they just say uh, yes, and they announce it through the mic at the table. Oh, they don't go up on stage. No, yeah, it just right through the mic. Like this starts in the second round too. Okay. Um, the second round is still, like the second third round, they're still like making trades for picks and stuff like that. Like so, it's not as fast, but like. Once Late you get down rounds. to like nine to fourteen, no one's trading picks at that point, so We're it's just kind of wrong jersey. It's going so quick. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah. Halifax. Yeah. Another thing is the only people that get their names on the jerseys, like the name bar, yeah. is uh, first. is the first rounders. So it's all like, and it's Velcro too, right? So the equipment managers will have to make the name bars of the players that they have their projected. team is projected to draft, even though they might not get that player. So they'll have to make multiple just in case. Right, oh so God. well, that's just like it's kind of a pain like for a them. Final, they got yes. hats for everybody, right? But only one team gets them. What do they do with those? 
Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be insane. pissed if I was the trainer. I did all that work for nothing. Yeah, but that's oh, what yeah. You didn't draft them? I know. They're probably like. Oh, there you go, Don. I'm going. Our trainer's a beauty, though. Like, is he? Oh yeah. Who's your? What's his name? Spider. Uh, Andrew McNeil. His Andrew name's Spider. Yeah. So his name's. What a name. Wait, I knew. Yeah. I knew he's he's famous like in PEI. Like he's an unbelievable person. Um, he's been with the team I think for 15 years now or wow. 14. Wow. So uh, his name's Andrew McNeil, but everyone calls him Spider. He's been called that since he was a kid. Do we know oh, yeah. why? Um. Get him on. Get him. Honestly, I've heard different stories but i'm pretty sure it was just something he picked up as a kid i don't know the real reason why like but a spider uh, story or something yeah oh, or like man, it, you could, there's a million things you could think of i don't know why but like great guy great equipment manager he so always you see the type of manager the or the uh, equipment manager you know you see in the show the guy breaks a stick he's not even back the bench yet in the train oh yeah that stick for him like, oh it's like he gets he gets into it like he, he if someone breaks a stick he's like get the fuck out of my way talk about <laughs> knowing your other teammates sticks that guy knows everything knobs to blades. oh yeah well most guys put their numbers on too but no with that being said you're right they do know everything so yeah he, well power play he's grabbing the five guys on the ice sticks already oh he's so ahead of the curve. yeah he's he's ready wow. to go actually we have two equipment managers who's uh, assistant equipment manager who's younger, Tyler J and Spider. So like Shout Tyler will Tyler. grab the D sticks and Spider will grab the forward sticks. I, I got like, they're ready to go. Equipment manager. I got a buddy that plays up in PEI on the basketball team, and he says which, that which basketball team? The, the one that plays in your arena. I'm the Storm. Sure. Okay. Storm. Yeah. yeah, Tyler Scott. He lives right around the corner. He went to the West too. Okay. Anyway, he that. plays up there, and he says that they don't have the best dressing room, and you guys have an incredible dressing room. Yeah, they have room too. But they, well, he they says don't that they can't use it because it's obviously two different well, teams. Yeah, their like team's the, just jealous of your team because you guys got a sick room. Yeah, and they're they're pro too, right? Like yeah. they're considered pro, but I don't even know if their room is considered a like theirs. Like I think they just kind of like move in there on the game days, and because yeah. they don't practice in our rink, right? No, like they don't. They just play just because they're yeah. They only play games there because they have to put. Uh, the cordon over the ice. Oh yeah. So they don't like keep doing that. They only do it for games. Fucked. Do you ever so, get out there and play basketball on the court and you're? Oh, hundred percent. I, I would too. Hundred percent. That's one of our like, the the, sh- hey. the shitty part is like when we the court's in, we have to go to separate rinks to practice. Okay. So that's when you see like you know the guys on snap stories, you know, yeah. dressing and driving. So you, getting, you getting pushed around on a dolly to the other rink? Fully honestly, cleared? like I <laughs> the guy in the yeah. yeah. Honestly, yeah, pretty much. One time actually. Uh, it was this playoffs, and we were in Quebec City, and Quebec City's got the brand new Videotron Center. Oh yeah. Um, so there's always something going on in there, and we got there. Uh, I was fully dressed, like skates, pads, everything. Because once you got your skates on, like that's the only way you can put your pads on is yeah. if you put your skates on first. And that's half your gear. Yeah, <laughs> right there, right. So I was like fully dressed, walked in my skate guards from the Videotron Center out to the bus, drove to another rink. And then walked into that rink in my full gear, like chest protector. I had my helmet on top of my head, Office. glove and stick. Walk, <laughs> take my skate guards off, walk in the ice. Right to the ice. Get off the ice, skate guards on, walk back. That's hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah. Talk about actually playing in front of two of the best crowds in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, Quebec and Halifax, back-to-back, and you knock both of them off. In yeah. Quebec in that first round, because they're in a new 20,000, like what's it called, the Verdun? The Videotron, Videotron. Center. Are they selling that place out? In the first no, it's it's huge. Like the first game, um, I want to say maybe the lower bowl was sold out, but Still, like that's the like, lower bowl is probably comparable to like double the Metro Center's lower bowl. Jesus. Like if you take that and just stack one on top of it, yeah. that's probably like what it would be like. Feet. 
It's a lot. Easily. more than that. No, it was more. I think the lower bowl is probably what's the metric? 13 to 14. It holds like 11 at 12-5, 11-5. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so the first game they probably got, I think it was 13,000 or something like that. Okay. So it was like the lower bowl was full. Yeah. Everyone's Um, loaded. Yeah. (laughs) And their fans are like, they get into it there. Like, it's different. No, <laughs> no, you just, you look back, uh, you take a sip of water from your net and you just got 18, 40 year old men just giving you the finger Flip behind the bro. glass. Yeah, just forget. Yeah. Don't forget you paid to get in. Yes. That was my biggest trip to I the, loved the it. Yeah. especially yeah. if I suck and you're willing to watch me play, which I did. So no, so like, yeah, they're 18. pretty, uh, they're pretty, uh, vicious. there, the fans. So I got a question then on that note, I, cause like I've been a part of a, a million chants where, you know, you hear it in the NHL, they're chanting goalies names and shit. Are you someone who. Like, do you, you hear it? Obviously, you're going to hear it, but, like, do you just block it out right away, or is it just kind of, like, funny to you or to use it to motivate you? Um, Honestly, sometimes I can hear it. Uh, Like, in Halifax, they're pretty good at it there. Like, some ranks, it's kind of like – it's like three or four guys chanting your name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's like they're just up there, you know. They've had one or two beverages, so yeah. they're, like, yelling your name, and that's kind of funny. But then, like, um, another rank that was really good at it was Blaineville. Oh, yeah. um, Where's Blaine? What's that? That's Blaine. the third. The team we played in the third round. So it's Montreal, basically. Yeah, Armada. Armada. Yeah. Oh, Armada. Well, yeah. I heard like people tight. don't. I heard people don't like playing at that rink because it doesn't have a junior rink feel. Well, yeah, because it's like one. It's one. The wall. one end doesn't have the wraparound seats. It's just a wall, and it's got yeah. like the press box. Yeah. Um. So there's nothing really. That's where I would be for two periods. Yeah. But then in the other end, it's got the wraparound seats, and like this place was jam packed every game of the series like it was unbelievable nice. couldn't fit and they had like they had like the white out thing going oh. right so they are all wearing white shirts and stuff yeah little and did they know that benefits you yeah <laughs> they were <laughs> they were so loud like that was the loudest rink we played in to the point where you just can't tune it out yeah right? like, like the their goal horn there like i hate the fucking goal horn that fucking oh it's so loud like they come out on the ice for like the first game and the whole building is just shaking. And that's oh. when you're kind of like, holy, holy shit, shit, like yeah. round three, here we go. Like, and you're kind of fired up, but like, you know, you're shaking on the inside, but right? No With excitement, you know? Yeah. Of course. I'm shaking just thinking about it. But they, uh, they were pretty good at chanting my name there. Um, well, that's yeah, pretty easy. It's, it's kind of like weird, though, because it's only one syllable. Yeah, right? I was going like, to say, but like, uh, French people will make it. Flurry. Yeah. Something like that. Who they but. chanted the most was uh, our captain, P.O. Joseph. Cause Joseph. he, yeah, they like he's from there, right? So, um, they there. gave it to him. Yeah. it was. I'd always joke around with him though. Like he'd be skating around the ice, and I just he'd be skating by me, like Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. In his head. No, but he, he loves that kind of stuff. Though, what happened to him actually? First round against the Mooseheads, he blocked a shot, went off. What was it? Wrist or was it his, his um, rib cage or something? They didn't. They just said upper body injury in the yeah. newspaper. And I yeah, I guess that's like I don't know. I Obviously, guess it's kind of a playoff gonna, thing. You don't yeah. really disclose it, but uh, it was Never. his. Uh, yeah. It was his wrist. I um, thought it was, but it was kind of like high wrist, and it was kind of an unfortunate play because uh, the way he went down to block it, his hand he put behind him, but it actually like went behind he his back. His body. Yeah, he turned it, his yeah. body and he tried to hide his hand. But he put it like too far back, and the the puck went behind him and just hit him dead on the wrist because yeah. his his arms are so long, right? Like his <laughs> elbow pads are coming down halfway down his arm, and his really? gloves are coming uh, not not meeting it, right? So uh, that's a lot of space. He I, got one pretty good. I love and the way that guy plays, man. I was very impressed. I bet with he him. never turned to block a shot again, though. 
Yeah. That serious. He he told me he was like, yeah, that's that's the last one you're getting while she like you're not you're not getting another block <laughs> yeah. after that. Oh no. But he uh, he'll never stop. I don't even stop. He uh yeah. he actually came back the next game, um and at that point it was kind of like one he had to get an, an X-ray and it was kind of like one of those things where I was like, all right, like season might be over, might be a month or two, yeah. like cast going on, and that's kind of like what everyone was thinking. He was even kind of thinking that. And we were like, well, shit, this is our – he was like our heart and soul, right? He was yeah. our captain. Yeah. It was our best player. So, um, But he got his x-ray, and he, he couldn't really – we had – I think we had two or three days off until game three because yeah. we were going back. Yeah, official. Um, so he got his x-ray. He was wearing a brace. He couldn't really do much, couldn't play Fortnite, which was a big <laughs> deal for him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got, he, big deal for him. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't really move his hand much, but then he uh, – he uh, got on the ice, got shooting a bit, and then going into game three, he didn't shoot and warm up. He was like, no, nah, I'm just going to let it, it be. Um, so sure enough, game three, he ends up coming out. He had a goal and like three assists. It was so first star. Mindset, man. We won. I don't know what we won, 5-2 or something like that, but he was first star. And, you know, that's just who he is, right? And that's playoffs. Like, that's the stuff you mean? love to hear that people older? don't really know. He's my age, so he's 18. She's 18-year-old captain. That's yeah, he's cool. actually – we almost had the same birthday. We're only 12 days off or something And he's like from – you said Blaineville? Uh, he's from Montreal somewhere. There's so many, like, little towns there. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Tons. Oh, tons. Is yeah. Short. He's he's gonna, gonna, he's he's going to be mad if he listens, and I don't know, but I know he's from, uh, uh, like, a town outside of Montreal. Uh, Laval? Magog? That's all I know. No, no. Magog? Oh, that's no. Sherbrooke, I think. Yeah. I think. I don't know. No, There's so uh, many. Yeah, no. I've anyways, traveled around Quebec. I've anyways, we're not going to get into that because I, I have zero idea. So. No, yeah. Where are you going through my stuff? Well, I got to see some of the questions. I'd like to see them. Questions, it's just info. Well, I got. I'd like to see some of the. Report. I'd like to see some of the That's info. Fair enough. <laughs> if you want to go, I I got some stuff I'd go like ahead, to ask. Um, I love hearing this from different players' perspective. But notice, I said players, not goalies. We haven't had a goalie on here. Mm -hmm. Where is the the worst place you hate to play? A lot of people say Bakemo, but maybe from a goalie's perspective, there's a, a different answer. Yeah. Well, oh, that is a tough one, actually. Um, <laughs> there's a there's some rinks in our league that are like they're ancient. Um, Gatineau. Gatineau is the oldest rink, I think. But like, I liked playing there. I don't. I don't like it just because. I don't like the way the seats are like back, mm -hmm. and that's kind of like Shakutami too. I think Shakutami might be getting a new rink. What do you mean the seats are back? Like, like back from so the the, glass? there's the glass, and then there's like ten feet, and then there's the first row of seats. Yeah. Also, the oh the sorry, okay. There's like a walking path around the glass. Oh, and their seats kind of go like up, almost like yeah. the, like the ones in Quebec at the top. Yeah, I mean the reason I honestly probably don't like it. I played ten minutes, three goals, I got pulled. That was the only game I played there, so that might have something to do with well, why I don't like it there. that's going to be the freshest memory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, but I don't know. There's some tough rinks to play in. Uh, Blaineville's a tough rink to play in just mm -hmm. because – partially just because of how good Blaineville always is. Like, they've had a strong, really strong team ever since I've been in the league. Mm -hmm. So, going into Blaineville, like, is tough. They've I think they lost three games or something there last year. Yeah, they what? got the swag, right? It's so like playing in Vegas yeah. or something. They know? got great jerseys, too. The black and They're white nice. can't go wrong. They they have an alternate too. It's uh it's like gray with yellow. Of course it's gray. I won't lie, man. Yeah. A lot of the jerseys nice. in the two right now are fucking doing it for me. Like yeah, every most people's steez is like you look at them and you're like, nice man. Like whoever designed that, good call. Yeah, yeah that's I true. Really like, for the most part, I love Laval's green. 
I love that green. They did it right. I love Laval. Laval. Even uh, what's the? Who's Laval? Not Laval. Valdor. Sorry. Valdor. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Laval. have a new jersey now too. Actually, they do. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of different, but like they just debuted it at the uh, at the draft, and Schwinning and just got a new jersey too. Didn't they just get a new Because it's too? uh, no, not Laval. Yeah, it is. It is new. Yeah. It's probably the nicest rink. Yeah. Um, well, junior. Like for a junior rank, it's probably the best junior rank. So in the is, that, is that you on record saying that Schwinnigan is the best rank? The nicest? <laughs> yes, it is. I, I, I honestly, I think most junior players could attest to that. Really like, interesting. You going into Schwinnigan, their away room's really nice, um, and then it's a perfect size. Like uh, I remember my brother. Well, my brother played there for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was eighteen, they went to the finals. So I got to. I was out. They beat us in the second round. I got to go to the finals and watch a game there and obviously cool. sold out. And I've never been in a rink like that loud with cool. that. I think there was like, it holds 5,000, 5,500 or Jeez, something that's like it? that. That's it. It's but perfect, like, eh? it's perfect. Cause yeah. like bigger than that, like that's going to be hard for Schwinnigan to sell out. That's not a yeah, big place, right? Yeah, Most of their fans are from Trois-Rivières, but still like it's the perfect size. And then even in the regular season, like if they're putting 2,500, it looks like pretty good it's like you know centennial, you get 50 people there and it looks like it's sold out right exactly like, you know what i always thought centennial would be great for is a junior b team fairview would Unreal. turn out for a junior b team yeah as long as do you agree i agree liquor. i agree yeah of course well they could have liquor there don't they have a liquor license at centennial i don't know uh-huh. we're gonna have to call them up i guess they just put in a new uh piece a new piece my dad actually had the oh yeah jill sonia cut the, the scissors for it or something Your dad had the job yeah what are the odds <laughs> what what is it? Is it just a room it's like a yeah I don't really know what it's being used for. It's literally an empty. It's an empty room right now. I think they might be put, be putting like fitness equipment in it. Maybe I was gonna say it sounds like a great pre-game warm-up place. If you play yeah, the, play some soccer. And play some soccer. Fitness? What's fitness? Yeah. <laughs> Forget yeah, about yeah, that. There you go. What a waste of space. Yeah. Um. What about what, give me a little pre-game routine? Give me some food. Give me some stretches because goalies are weird. Um, I don't know if you can agree or That's not. That's a fair statement. Um, goalies are what's weird. What's your maybe like superstitious? Am I saying that word right? Superstitious. superstitious. What's your superstitious pre-game mojo? Yeah, uh, superstitious. Well, superstition. I don't know. I I like to stay away from the superst- superstition. Superstition. Yeah, I like to stay away from them just because like Jesus. it's one of those things where you uh you get into that superstition and then it's like okay you have to do this mm-hmm. but like. If something Ruin, fucks yeah. it up, right? Yeah. Then, then what? You know, your mind's off. So it's like I like to stay away from them. You get enough on your mind. So almost is. your superstition is no superstition. Yeah, that makes sense. any like, sense. Like yeah. just kind of going with like, yeah, whatever. Everything just goes. Just go with, just the, go with the flow. That's kind of like my superstition, I guess. But anyways, so a game day is like it's a pretty long process. Like especially if it's a home game, you have the morning skate. So you wake up, you have the morning skate. Um, you go home, eat. Um, well, let's go back to well, let's you can't move past eat. What are you eating? Well, if it's lunch, uh, three eggs and toast. How do you do the every eggs? time? Scrambled. Nice. Frank's hot sauce on top. Always. Interesting. Yeah. Salt pepper. Nope. Right. Well, it's kind of like the salt. Frank's is so. pretty salty. So. Okay. So why three eggs? Three eggs. Well, I don't know. Like I could eat four, but. A lot of cholesterol. I yeah, I don't think you're supposed to eat that many eggs. No, and two is, is like your two is just limit. not enough, right? So <laughs> that's you right, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Especially when you scramble them. Yeah, three yeah, is three is pretty fair. What do you put so, on the side with the egg? Um, just toast. What usually kind of toast, white, whole wheat, multigrain. I like like the healthy toast. Multigrain, yeah, multigrain, like the seeds in Tree it. Tree bark shit. Yeah. 
I find it just tastes better. Like yeah, it's the seed, the, the earthiness. Yeah, you put some some butter on it. Like, do you like jam? You put jam on it. I don't use. I do love jam. I mm. don't put that on game days, but I <laughs> no. do love jam. Um, no, I just usually put butter. Um, sometimes peanut butter. Peanut butter is more food, butter. buddy. It's good energy for you. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, there's a difference between good peanut butter and bad peanut butter. Apparently, that craft stuff is bad for you. That's what I heard. Well, there's and like there's natural like, peanut butter. Yeah. But like that stuff anic. sucks. I hate that it stuff. Tastes, you yeah, you it tastes like it. shit. You can't spread it's it. It's oily. You got to like mix it up because it's yeah, oily when you first buy it. And <laughs> that's yeah. that's a pain in the ass. Like having to get the bottom of the peanut butter up and getting the oils to the bottom without getting it on the counter without I heard, getting it everywhere <laughs> i heard a trick is to just microwave get craft it. if you microwave it it uh it loosens everything up but at the same time microwaving shit is bad for you so it's 50 50 you know yeah so we i'm not a health freak so honestly just get craft Save so you time. covered lunch <laughs> you, now morning skate lunch see i have no idea what the day is like. yeah for me it well i guess up, go to work and go after play. morning skate you get your like protein shake our trainer uh, I'll give him a shout out. Spider? If no, uh, our athletic therapist Kevin Elliott, um, <laughs> unreal smoothies, like yeah. best in the queue. That's he's crazy. he's had no. I swear to God, <laughs> I swear to God, he's had he's had guys uh, come for the Super Series or whatever all around the league. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they all say like, "Holy shit, Kev! Like this is unreal!" Like, because he's putting out food for them, and they don't get that in their teams, I guess. Wow. So they were all surprised, like, "Oh, like you made a smoothies? Like that's unbelievable." So what's he putting in the smoothies? Or is well, it a secret? Honestly, he puts uh, whatever he can find in it, pretty much. <laughs> he's <laughs> bananas. I don't know strawberries. Um, there's always like some sort of peanut butter, yeah, or and protein. then protein powder. But anyways, yeah. they're delicious. So that's ever, crazy. So this, he. Just does he give them to everybody or does everybody he puts about like, I don't know, like little Dixie cups, yeah, not Gatorade Dixie cups, cups but whatever. like Gatorade cups probably puts about like 40 of them. Everyone chucks back too. What's your favorite color of Gatorade? Ooh, Ooh that's tough. There's some good new flavors. There's new flavors. One on the same Patty's day, the same <laughs> Patty's day game. We got green apple yeah. and it was, it was strong, but like for like the one sip, like yeah. it's good. Mm. It's good. Green apple. I um, like carpet in my mouth. Yeah. It felt super sugary. It is, yeah. I like yellow. The yellow is my a, favorite, too. That's a that's a go-to Red of mine. gives me heartburn. Yellow? Yellow is great. The lininess yeah, of it is refreshing. Yeah, it is. White, I don't know. It's all I, don't like, I don't like the G2. No? The G2 grosses me out. So I would you say you're gross. more of a water guy, then? More of a Bobby Boucher-style person? Yeah, I, what's, what's in your bottle behind the net? Is it water or Gatorade? Water, but in TV timeouts, I'm drinking, like everything like from i got so there's like these electrolyte salts yeah so he puts out my trainer kevin puts out three drinks for me puts out the electrolytes which is like a bottle of water with literally it's like salt water like it it tastes like shit that bio steel stuff is that what you're talking no that's different i drink Uh, that before the game though he gives that to me before the game yeah like there's a variety he takes good care of us like it seems to me that that these teams don't run without these type of people no it sounds like everything no yeah no (laughs) honestly we don't we don't that's why that's why we all get him 12 pack of bud light at the end of the year and write him a card and be like yeah i owe you one (laughs) i owe you one or two but you couldn't drink yeah i remember what we used to do with our trainer was like you know how the team pulls over to the gas station before the ride home or something and the trainer usually sits at the front you're just like hey can i get you anything like can i get you something that's what we did 
Yeah. I don't know. So you, did yeah, you have Timmy Walsh with the Max then for your trainer? I did. What a weapon he is. He is a beauty. He was my favorite person. Oh, yeah. You could go to him with anything, career. too. You could, like, too. That's, that was the thing. Well, that's the thing. Co- like, coaches went to him. If yeah. they wanted to find something out, maybe there's a conflict in the room, they go right to Timmy. Oh, yeah. Timmy right. knows all. Timmy. Shout out to Timmy if you're... Timmy, I need a bottle of water. Just one second going out for a dare. So you guys must have the back fridge. Yeah, do you guys still have the fridge in the room? Sorry. The fridge. Right beside uh, the showers? There was. Yeah, there was the fridge. There was a washer and dryer, too. Yeah, I don't know if it ever got used. I think Timmy too. put the jerseys in there once or twice. Just to pull them out, say, well, yeah. <laughs> well, do you want, should we tell them the story about how the fridge got there? I guess it's not a story, but well, yeah, no. I just well, the only reason I was wondering was that exact reason because when we played, um, I mean, we were actually pretty good for once in the whatever for like fifteen years. So, anyways, we got a fridge. One of the dads, I think, bought it. And brought it, was it in. Clark's, Zach dad. Clark's dad. Yeah, he, he's a beauty. I remember we were just practicing one day and he started rolling it down the. But we had specific. to pay. For Gatorades and chocolate milks. Really? So the honor system, right? So I remember an earlier podcast, I got chirping it saying the honor system, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I helped carry the fridge in, so I had free Gatorade anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> Not a big deal. <laughs> just to clarify that from years past. Anyways, that's just crazy to think about, man, that, that you're doing the same thing. The fridge is even farther. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have a key to the room. Really? Yeah. I think it's on, uh, I think it's like buttons now. They have a, Woo-hoo. like the passcode yeah that's fucked yeah yeah that's where my my little brother's going there next year so talk about your little brother like having the experience of you and your older brother you guys are just paving a fucking highway for this kid yeah like honestly it was it was funny i remember when my my older brother first uh went to the queue so when he was 16 yeah my little brother would have been only 10 i think and that was like like the world the show it's the show to him yeah literally like like oh my god like you know but yeah he looked at him with star eyes but yeah, exactly. um growing up now he's like 15 now so he's like yeah like you're not that cool like you play in the queue whatever so <laughs> get you out are, of my if face you guys are at home we do you guys play road hockey and chill like if you play road hockey would you have to play goalie still or do you play out no that's the I, goalie thing. yeah so growing up i was always chucked in goalie because my older brother i'd play with his friends and i was the youngest so they're like yeah get in the net been there so that was me, but then I honestly I love playing out road hockey. Like, I hate going in net for road hockey. It's just frustrating. Yeah, you can't slide or anything. Can't, like well, that. it's just frustrating, and I, like I, I want to score a goal every now and then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. seriously, you know? it feels good. So, yeah. did you would you say that getting forced into playing like were you were you already playing goalie on the ice at this point when you're playing road hockey with your brother's friends, or did that kind of pave the no, way for yeah. being a goalie? I was always a player uh, until. Um, my first year novice. So when I was seven. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, it was like it was important to learn how to skate, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, if I hadn't learned how to skate, like looking back at it, like I see some young goalies now, like they're like five starting goalie. Like you don't even know how to skate yet. How are you gonna Curious learn how to? Around. Yeah. You know how are you gonna skate with all that mm-hmm. gear on? <laughs> so me learning how to skate was a big part of like my foundation. Um, becoming a goalie because like that's still to the to this day is one of my best attributes as a goalie like my skating ability mm-hmm. and it's something that as a smaller goalie you have to have that skating ability right uh so yeah like i, I when i was seven i switched to goalie um but yeah back when i was a kid playing ground hockey yeah, i would have only been i don't know three four five <laughs> they're putting me in the net so you grew Shooting up here, my head. you grew up here in halifax playing ground hockey? yeah okay. yeah i grew up Where, what neighborhood i grew up uh down in uh the west end <coughs> west so end. you know okay. uh like taylor burke yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They, he was on the show with his yeah. brother oh yeah they so they around. lived right behind me 
Okay, I know. Right next right. door kind of to by the mall. Right by yeah. Larry O'Connell Field, baby. So Brennan Sonye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same yeah. neighborhood. Uh do you guys know Bryce Tully? Yeah. I, he played Max uh, year He played I Max, did. yeah. He was my next door neighbor. So he'd be out there taking slap shots at my head while I was five years old in the net in the drive. We shared a driveway, right? Jesus, man. It sounds like that's a great neighborhood. All these hockey. It was guys. an unreal neighborhood. Like uh yeah, so we went to Westmount Elementary. Um, yeah. all the boys were always down playing ground hockey and I had yeah, those guys to look up to, right? Like I had, well, Jill Sonia, yeah. she was there. To Jill. She was on my novice team. Yeah. Oh, really? She, girl she better than you. Oh my God. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> you know what? Novice? Maybe not. No, she I, was up there. I remember, um, when I was, I don't know how old I was, but just when she was started to go away to like prep school. So when she was younger, oh, obviously <clears throat> she went away and she came back and like, she was a beast. Like she just like like was sick all of a sudden and it was like oh my god and that's when it kind of got like serious for her right like she had all the the big schools talking to her and everything and she went to cornell right yeah Yeah, cornell like that's sick and yeah so i had like her and uh you know brennan sonia taylor burke was always like he was a first round pick to the queue Mm -hmm. oh we know um (laughs) yeah so like he was right behind me and um yeah his older brother jordan too who's softer yeah so (laughs) (laughs) those guys i all had to look up to um and they kind of like let and bryce as well playing for the max like that was a big deal to us right so then you see that logo beforehand right like it's almost like okay i know what that is oh yeah the max (laughs) i like i used to go watch the max versus subways like that was always something same i probably watch both of you play for the max honestly there's a good chance yeah if you sat behind the box you'd have seen me (laughs) Yeah, if you looked at the score sheet, you'd see me. Of course. Not to his upset beside his mom. Right on, man. That's, That's crazy cool. To think about. Yeah. So that that see that was the same for me when I played road hockey all the time. I always had to play goalie because I was the youngest kid, or I was in my case, I was just oh, yeah. too good for my buddies because none of them really played hockey. So yeah, it was yeah. like even if I played out, I had to play one versus four. Yeah. But I think playing road hockey, man, really gives you a good foundation to move you on to the next level. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You learn little things like. I mean, you get whacked in the shin here and there. It's a, you know, as a kid, that's a little bit of adversity. It hurts. You play exactly. through it. You know what I mean? Shit like that. Yeah. Did you guys have a rollerblade growing up? I was a huge rollerblader. I I used yours? to. I did have brakes <laughs> on mine, but, and then my you dad still, was just I like, I used to have no. to drag the toe. Yeah, to that's break, what I did too. I had brakes. My dad was like, "You're taking those off. Run the wheels down." So you did? I did. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, that was like a big thing. Oh, it huge! Was, yeah, I went through a big. Like at a certain age, everyone's like, "Yeah, rollerblade." I remember I got my first pair for Easter, and like that's why I loved Easter because I'd get something cool like a like, a, like <laughs> something my, you could go use. Yeah, yeah. something I could go use right <laughs> away. So and it, it just started to get nice, all right. So that Easter was always sick growing up. <laughs> it's not the same anymore, you know. No, and just you just wait for a little bit longer. No, man, my mom won't even remember your birthday. <laughs> yeah, after a while. Like, my mom you still don't. hides the chocolate around on Easter, man. I'm still looking for chocolate on Easter. Well, that makes sense. When <laughs> <laughs> you say it, it makes sense. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. My mom brought me chocolate this Easter. Oh yeah, she, she brought it to PEI, so that was nice. Okay, PEI, you just you just did that for me. What's yep. it like? The, like the lifestyle there. Obviously, I've been to PEI. I've, I go there. You know, I go to Peaks. I go okay, to yeah. Cavendish. All that other stuff. For you, living there full time, if you're walking down the street, are people like, "Oh my God, Welshy," or is it kind of like, is it kind of more chill than that? Honestly, like, well, I moved there when I was when I was young. I was only 16 when I moved there. Right? Is that your billet family there too, though? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is my billet family. So that's my billet mom, there. But um, anyways, uh, so yeah, I moved there when I was 16. Um, and like, I kind of fell in love with it right away. You move there and it's, you go there in August, right? So yeah. it's the summertime. 
So PEI in the summertime is Boom. the best place to be. Like, when's, unbelievable. When's that festival? Cavendish. When is that, though? What month? July. July. Oh, the start okay. of July. Okay. Okay. First weekend of July, usually. Okay. I think it's like the 6th. To, I'm going. I don't know. Are you? I go every year. a boy. I don't know if I should go anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's in the air. I'm kind of in between. You're like a wanted. Yeah. Last time I went, I got arrested for something I didn't do. There was a huge fight. Anyways, everyone was all bloody. I was the smallest guy there, and he thought I did it. I was like, I am <laughs> untouched, buddy. Anyways, I told the cop I shit myself you in look, his car, and he let me go. You look pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. I got this. Like, Everyone's like, like, okay, bye. Yeah, <laughs> get okay, out of the way okay. here. Yeah, no, we're good. No, yeah, wow. but but yeah, no. So PEI is like. Uh, I I started off going to the high school there, so that that helped, right? Like, yeah. being being a kid and going to the high school. Um, I didn't really know anybody except my teammates, mm-hmm. so like I made some friends at the high school. Kind of like got my name out there. Uh, you you were the tracks. Made around? some friends. No, that was that was the thing that I. You, you just can't do because like you start wearing <laughs> the, the tracksuit to the high school and everyone just was like all right who's this kid everyone like, thinks you're a douchebag like we wear it every day yeah. <laughs> they're, like, they're like we get it man like no well, yeah, so like, i always the high school it. i'm sure people know you play on the team like it's yeah it's not a yeah so it's not like you just kind of go and you try and like make friends so i was able to make some friends which was like pretty key and i'm still friends with a lot of those guys um which is fun now because they're all legal. I'm. I will be legal soon, so next year I'll be able to see them. Um, you know, go out with oh, them or whatever. Way. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> anyways, but like obviously in the winter in Charlottetown, it gets a bit less uh, less popular, mm. right? The population Bridge goes shuts down. down, stuff like that. Yeah, it uh, it gets pretty crappy there sometimes, but uh, no, like the people man. there, the people there are unbelievable. Our fans, like, so so nice, so genuine. Um, and everyone just kind of like accepts us, so it's a it's a great spot. I love playing there. My billets unbelievable. Like they're like my second family basically. So because mm. you said you've been there the whole time. Yeah, right? I've been there for three years now. So it's like it's one of those places that I can just be comfortable in, right? Like that's I, probably a big part of it too. Yeah, like it's like I'm play your game. It's like I'm living at home. You mm-hmm. know, I don't have to be someone I'm not there, right? Billet billet families don't get enough credit, and we're gonna give them some here. Like he keeps mentioning it, so mm. hockey doesn't run with those. Yeah, they. Guys. They are yeah. a key part. Like, yeah. if you want to give them a shout out, you can if they're listening. Yeah, uh, Steph and and Adam, Ethan and Emmy. Who's that? Is that um, Steph there? So Steph's my billet mom. Uh, I have two billet siblings, Ethan. Uh, he's eleven, and Emmy um, is seven. I hope I said the right ages. <laughs> they keep they keep getting older. That's right. It's hard to keep up with. It looks like they have a nice kitchen there. <laughs> That's they the do. biggest thing. It's like if they got a nice they kitchen, do. nice they food. They do. That little uh, the machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That little. Uh, table there that's uh where i spend a lot of time so those kids obviously look up to you quite a bit right so do you yeah. find it's i wouldn't say it's, it's hard maybe to carry yourself but are you a little bit extra careful around younger kids just with how you carry yourself and you know how you go about your business and stuff like obviously you don't want them yeah. to see a freak out or anything like that right 100 percent. yeah well my billet brother actually is uh he's a goalie right no way yeah so that's it's one of the reasons pumped. why i got why i got put there so like um when i first moved in like it was kind of like for him like oh my god like yeah, of course you know and he's still like we're we're pretty close right and he looks up to me a lot so it's one of those things where i just try and be a good role model for him um and set that good example you know like it's tough. just like like going yeah. to watch him play and stuff like that like he loves that right of course he's probably the most Small popular ones. kid at school because of yeah him. going to see him play and yeah. uh you know my billet sister 
is uh well my billet brother is very like conservative and polite and mm-hmm. my billet sister is like the opposite she's like so outgoing and everything yeah and she's always like in your face wild. like yeah she's wild so uh <laughs> no but we're, we've actually grown really close it took her like pr- almost a full year before she started talking to me like when i moved in she was only five turning yeah, six t- she doesn't even understand really what's going on yeah Who so like yeah but uh yeah eventually when i move out it'll be kind of sad because i'll be there from when she was you know five to almost nine maybe i was gonna bring that up but i didn't want to hit you with the in the heartstrings just yet. no yeah like that's a that's like an age where it's like your childhood right and Mm -hmm. then you like i remember all those years growing up so and whether um, you think you remember or not like we talked about it before like there's things that my dad used to do or my brother used to do that you just see that you don't think you're paying attention to, and then all of a sudden later down the road, you d- you're yeah. doing those things or saying those things. That's yeah, why exactly. I ask the question, right? So yeah, uh, it's something I'll always be a like a part of their lives too. Like mm-hmm. we'll always stay connected. It's one of those things. It's like a, a friendship for a lifetime. So it's nice to have, and I've met so many people through them, and like I've made so many friendships cool. uh, through yeah, them. Yeah, it's gonna so be tough for you to leave. Very yeah, well, it's it a good is. Thing. It's only what is it three hours away. Yeah, yeah, it's three and a half hours, and, and like it's such a nice place in the sun. It's so oh, easy yeah. to go visit there. The only problem is you have to pay to leave. <laughs> that is the worst part about Prince Edward Island. You don't, yeah. have, to, you don't have to pay to get in. Nope, only just pay to leave. Fifty dollars every time you want to leave the island. I think they're just trying to keep you trapped. Honestly, they don't want you to leave. It's to pay for the bridge, man. Look, protect the bridge. That's all it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about. So you would. You know, for but any kid that might be listening that just got drafted to Charlottetown, I mean, you're obviously going to be pro Charlottetown. Obviously, you're not going to sit here and tell me no while you still play there. But, I mean, like for me, I've been to a couple games there. I've been to a couple games in a lot of rinks, but I I would want to play there. The fans, like, they don't – it seems they don't turn their back on you. Yeah. Things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, honestly, like uh, Charlottetown is one of those places where a lot of people looking at it from, like, the outside of the league, they're kind of like, oh, Charlottetown, like, what's that? Like, I don't want to go – like you're from northern Quebec, I don't want to go to Charlottetown, right? Like yeah. what's Charlottetown? Same but vice versa here, right? Yeah, I don't yeah it's the same thing. But then you you get to Charlottetown, and then you know you meet your billets, you meet the fans, you meet the the team, and then you meet our trainers. And like we're treated like Gold. better than any other team in the league by our trainers. Like the way they treat us is unbelievable. We're treated like pros, and um, they really take care of us. So like. Just the atmo- – we, we might not have the most money of any mm-hmm. team in the league. Obviously, like, our attendance isn't 10,000 well, a, a game, right? That's just a given, right? Like, it's just a given. But uh, the way they treat us is uh, – it's pretty unbelievable. So – and then the friendships you make. Like, we get to go into the community, uh, you know, Schools like meet – Yeah, meet the highest – like, for me, I get to go to UPEI right now, right? And be in the – like, I got to go to high school there. So, like, if I were in Quebec, I would be in a classroom – with my teammates just doing school every day. I don't yeah. get to go communicate with the public, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Like yeah. that, that was huge for me. Right. I, I got to create a life for myself there. Right. I didn't just, yeah. it wasn't just hockey and PEI. I have a whole other life there. So you know? is that, do you think that's just more or less of like a culture? Like all the players are kind of like that. Like that's more or less like, yeah, the feel there when you get there, they're like, we want you to be, you know, kind of home. Yeah. And stuff Honestly, like that. it is like a lot of guys, a lot of guys meet girlfriends. That, like I met my girlfriend in PEI. Like she's from PEI, and a lot of other guys uh, meet girls in PEI and have girlfriends there. And uh, you know, so it, it's guys that are like creating lives for themselves in in PEI, and they Roots they down. end up just loving it. Like uh, for example, like uh, Sammy Blay. Yeah, yeah. He played for our team for half a year. He's in the NHL now with St. Louis. Um, we traded for him when I was 16. He played in the second half. And like he 
he loves people. Him and Alexis Vanier and uh, like they had these billets and they still go back and visit their billets because like they just yeah, love it here so much. That's right? awesome. That's what it's all about, man. It's that's just kind of the place it is, right? You make those relationships with people. You just want to go back. Right? Yeah, exactly. So. No, it's uh, it's a pretty special place and a good place to play. All the French guys that go and play there, they end up just loving it. Like even because there's other French guys on the team that they can communicate with, and right. then they, their English gets way better, <laughs> and they can, you know, that's keep, crazy. I never thought really that. Cause imagine trying to pick up English in PEI. Yeah. That's a rough, yeah, it's a thick English <laughs> accent. Yeah. Uh, not as bad as Sydney, maybe, but <laughs> no, well, yeah. that's a given. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, so, we got a Kate Bretner. Shout out to Derek Gentile. He, he's on our team. What's up, Derek? Third, he's got marbles in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> He'll admit it too. <laughs> so far behind. I can't keep up with your career, man, because it's kind of the same as mine. Only you went a lot farther. But Who? Him. Oh. I know yours. Um, you only played one year max. Yeah, so I played you when I was that year, and then just stayed in Charlottetown. Yeah, so I played my 15-year-old season uh, with the max. Got drafted, and then went straight to Charlottetown when I was 16. So you made it out of training camp. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, was, I was one of the, like, I wanted to keep my eligibility, um, NCAA, yeah. unless I knew I was going to uh, play, play and I wanted to play, right? Like, mm-hmm. I told them, like, I'm here, I want to play for your team, but I don't want to give up my eligibility if it means I'm not going to play, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of sucks, but, um, so I, I signed out a training camp, and, um, yeah, I was lucky enough to get into some exhibition games right away, and, you know, start the season off with them, and I had a good 16 year old season it was a lot of fun deadly one thing i read was that after because you weren't a starter your first year because you were behind no yeah mason Uh, mcdonald right good another halifax boy Um, where's he at now he's in calgary calgary uh he played in the coast the last two seasons um got called up to the a a couple times nice um fought a couple yeah so he he, yeah two fought a couple times two fights this year. year Two fights wow. this year, and if you know Mace, like that's hilarious. That's what just because it's Mason, like <laughs> North End kid. Oh, I, I love Mace. I've, I got some good him? stories about Mace. Actually, is he back in the city right in. now? What's that? Is he back in the city for the summer? Yeah, we yeah. got to get him on then. We'll get them is both he a good on. talker? <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends who he's talking to. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, Mace. Mace is hilarious. Uh, love it. I have a lot of good stories about Mace. He was my roommate when I was sixteen. So. Um, and he was like, like for me showing up to camp and like Mason McDonald's there was like, Perfect. okay, like One of the, role models he was just a second round pick to the, to the flames. Right. So yeah. I obviously looked up to him. I was just, uh, I'm Sponge. three or four years younger than him. So, uh, yeah, being his roommate all year and practicing with him all year, he definitely helped my, uh, my development and, and transition into, into major junior. Cool. That's definitely a big thing of it, the transition, because obviously, like, we, you know a little bit because you played for the Moose for a bit. But, I, like, for me, I'm sitting up in the stands. I'm having a couple beer. I'm like, ah, fuck, I could cut it in this league for, you know, a couple games. Like, or my prime, I could do this. But then you get down to the ice level. I'm like, I'm like dude, I, there's no way I was playing this, and that's oh, probably yeah. why you don't, right? Like, I, like I can't – I don't understand goalies. I really don't. It's like <laughs> I, I played goalie for a full year just, like, not yeah. too long ago, and I loved it. Yeah. But I just, like – I just don't understand how you guys keep up with the play at all times and how, like, the guy comes in, rips at 96 from the hash marks, and you're like, ah. yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Like, I knew that's that was the, going there. That's, the like, the toughest adjustment, right, is the speed of the play yeah. going into junior. But uh, that was where, like, my skating was able to, like, help me adjust when I was mm-hmm. 16. Like, since I was, uh, like, able to skate and um, play with the pace, that's how I was. Because, you know, like, there's a lot of – there was a lot of sick players when I was 16. Like, who were some of like the best guys players were, that you've played against? 
like with hardest shots maybe or even with, well yeah. i every day uh well <clears throat> daniel sprong yeah. yeah he was on my team when i was 16 he's in pittsburgh at Christmas. Now, right? so he made the nhl when i was 16 okay but then came back for the second half yeah and I remember like that. this guy oh, yeah yeah curly hardest yeah, shot yeah. i've ever played against well he practiced against i guess he was always on my team but yeah like his skill is unbelievable um and then there's like there's some pretty other like timu meyer uh san obviously jose, he was yeah. in san jose Someone else mentioned that too that his shot was unreal oh my god he's just a beast in general like so did you play against he sure yeah he did he sure yeah yeah, I played against him last year. Did he score on me? Well, <laughs> <laughs> didn't he score on? Yes. <laughs> what What was so good about him? What was like his uh, his strength? Honestly, best two way player I've ever played against. Like really? most responsible guy all the way around the ice. That's tough. And to do. still had still had the best skill in the league. Like he'd come down and he'd he'd be on the penalty kill with Forche, and we were like. All right, like let's not get scored on here. Yeah, who was on the power play? I, I don't I don't know how many shorthanded goals they had that year, but like every time they'd get the puck, it, they would get a scoring chance on the penalty kill. They scored on like I don't know if it was this year or the year before, but Forche scored and we had a five on three, and he got a breakaway and scored. How pissed are you at your team? Are you mad right there? No, yeah. honestly, it was the goal wasn't it wasn't the yeah. best goal. So like all of us were just kind of looking at each other like. Come on, like coach is gonna be pissed. Yeah. Oh, he was not <laughs> happy about that. Yeah, and it was at like the end of a period too. That was uh, takes a sale. win rate yeah. of the sales. No, but he sure probably one of the best I've ever played against. Um, there was I went to under 17s and there was Just some ask about that. unreal players at that tournament. Anyone in the show now that you can remember from that tournament? Um, Owen Tippett was on my team. He played ten or eleven games uh, with Florida this year. He was. 10th oh, yeah. overall pick to them. Really? Yeah. No way. Um I'm trying to think of the US. Or there's uh Finland. Uh who's the guy for Nashville? Tolov Tolovinen? Tolvenin? Tolvenin? Yeah, like, he was uh, there. It's like Timu Tolvenin. Anyways, something. he led the tournament in points. He he just ripped like everything he shot Finland, went in the I never net. Thought about that. So he he played with Nashville in the playoffs this year. They Did called he? him up. He played pro. He went through the Olympics with Finland. He played pro in the KHL, I think, and he was, like, one of the leading scorers. <laughs> got called out to Nashville for the playoffs. So, Man, um, that's crazy. It's that's such a perk that you get, like, I'm not, like, the fact that you're in these leagues and you get to see world-class talent at the age of oh, 17 yeah. or 18 is such what a blessing. Because guys like us, we don't, we've never played that high level. Like, no, like, we I never was, played against them. I was a backup at the tournament, right? Like, we, we ended up winning the tournament. I didn't play a game once we got to the, the quarterfinals on, but just being there, like... I was happy just yeah. to be on the bench and Best be a part knows. of that. It's like some of the players I got to play against, like and and play with yeah. too, like uh, and Nick Suzuki, first round pick, Gabe Velarde, first round pick. Like there's so many guys. Jesus. So it was uh, it was really cool to be there and just be kind of a part of that experience. So in under 17, is that's that would have been your second year midget then, or because did they have under 16? Uh, yeah, it? that would have been my my. <clears throat> my 16 year old season in the queue okay so i was 16 yeah so it would have been your second year because you second year midget yeah. under 14 when you played yeah under 14 Which under is, 15 that's incredible to me because when i played it was just under 15 it's not that big of a difference but i feel like the kids are just a lot yeah smaller, but it's good though. the difference like, between our under 14 team and our under 16 team was pretty drastic though like no doubt because like you know guys are some guys are huge and under 14 and then they stop growing and everyone, everyone catches up and you know some guys haven't grown yet yeah and, 
So like there was a big difference from under fourteen to. So like did Team you Nova guys Scotia. do the same effects thing too? Like in under fourteen, did they do like you do the ninety six yeah. and then top forty? I remember doing those. Yeah, the they did the first camp out in uh, Tantalan. Okay, it was Cole Harbor for me, but it same was, thing. Yeah, and so then they Aganish? did. Yeah, yeah. So that was always like being like a minor hockey player. Like that was the biggest deal in Nova Dude, Scotia. Was, Going yeah. to Anaganish was like Having okay, your own like. Room. Having your own room, you were staying Just in McIsaac. At the time, you didn't even know like McIsaac Hall was like a big deal. Yeah, you didn't really know what it was all you about. Now you look back, you're like, I stayed there, right? Like, I find that was a really big thing for me in hockey, as far as development, is playing against all the best players at your age, but also interacting with them. Yeah. So it's like you kind of build the relationship with them, but then you learn how to go to battle against like your buddies and stuff oh, yeah. like that too, right? Like, I I love that stuff. I made the under sixteen team, not fifteen. I was a fourth liner, but under seventeen. Obviously, it was a long shot, so that's why I thought it was cool that you went. That would have been Team Atlantic way. for you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They switched it my year, or the year before me. They switched it from Team Atlantic to the. They made just like three Team Canadas, oh, all of a sudden. Like, yeah, it was so like, like West East. Yeah, because it, Team Atlantic was just getting killed by. <laughs> yeah. Like they'd be playing. Like my brother played Team Atlantic. They played <clears throat> like USA. Yeah. So USA's first line. I don't know Austin Matthews. They Michael. had Noah Hannafin, <laughs> Jack Eichel. And then they'd no go out and they they'd play like you know Nick Welsh and it's like well what do you what do you think's gonna happen? <laughs> no offense, Nick. Gonna <laughs> no offense, man. You're gonna get beaten when you get home <laughs> from the older brother. Yeah, he might not like that. That's okay. Um, so next year for you know the team, the Mem Cup's obviously in Halifax. So um, the so the team that makes the finals. The first two, the two teams that make the finals gets to go to the Mem Cup. Unless it's the, yeah, unless it's if, the Mooseheads. Yeah, the unless the Mooseheads don't make the finals. Yeah, then so only the winner goes. Oh, then the only the winner. Yeah. So oh, like, okay, sorry. My it's mistake, the Mooseheads plus one team. So if you're in the finals with the Mooseheads, you go. Okay, yeah, for sure. So what's your team looking like for next year? Are you guys going to be strong just like you were this year? Are you guys losing a lot of guys? Um. Yeah, I, we're not losing a lot of guys. Um, we're losing our three twenty-year-olds and. Uh, we lost our, one of our Europeans. He signed professional in Finland. Okay. Um, yeah, we were excited for him because because it's he's playing in his hometown pro team. It's pretty <laughs> sick. Um, so and then we're losing I think two 19 year olds. Okay. Because we have we had five and we can only carry three 20s next year. Okay. Um, so and then we're gonna we just got some we got the fourth overall pick so we have that defense coming in. Um, and then yeah so we should have pretty much. All of our guys coming back, but I think the biggest thing for us next year is just realizing that if we're gonna be good, we have to be the same as this year. We can't just show up and expect to yeah. be good, right? Because that was the thing about us this year, right? Like Under we didn't dogs. we didn't think we were good. We knew if we were gonna compete, we had to like we had to work our asses off every night, yeah. or else it was just gonna be we were gonna get outskilled. Well, you guys were we the top team in the league. As simple as that. Like everyone yeah. thought the Mooseheads were gonna stomp you guys. And yeah. Years. Stupid ass was in the net. Honestly, there was <laughs> yeah, there was probably some of our guys who thought the Mooseheads were gonna stomp us, right? But we were like, well, what are we gonna do? That's, we're gonna go out there, we'll work though, our asses off, and shows a lot see of what happens. Team. Character, man. Like, yeah, we so. didn't we didn't really back down from like we just kind of we came out and we accepted every challenge and just we went with you it. Just right? kept going. Like I remember watching those two games in Halifax, and there was just we, we no were every stopping. shift. There was just every shift, just. Um, every shift, every it shift. was almost like Pittsburgh two years ago. Like, yeah. they just we're not going to be stopped. Every single this go, 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 just go, like go, to point go, out, go. Though that the only reason the team is able to do that is is goaltending, man. Like, I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but in Junior B, when we won everything, we won pretty much every game down the stretch. Once we got a good goalie, and you know, if they get a three on zero, 
he's got a fucking shot to save the puck. Then you can just continue to do your game, man. Yeah. That's where it starts is in the fucking net. Yeah. So I think that's uh, – I'll pump your tires right now right in front of you. That's <laughs> probably – I mean, you, if you ask the guys on your team, they'd probably agree. Yeah, well, I don't know. I guess one of the big things being a goalie is, like, showing confidence in yourself and having that confidence get, allows your team to have confidence in you, Starts right? in the back end. So if you have that, that swagger to your game where you, you, you go in, you know, maybe you let in a shitty goal, but you don't really care, right? You still have that confidence. You're like, mm, yeah. you know. You Especially got, if you can show it. Exactly. If you actually if you it. <laughs> give off that confidence to your team, it that's like a huge thing for uh, for goalies. But uh, so are you? So you're not more of a you're more of a Carey Price than a Tuku Rask then, right? As far as <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. I <laughs> I find it hard to compare my game to any of the NHL goalies just because all of them are so big. I right? like that answer. That's a good answer. I find it I find it so hard to like compare it. I mean, there's obviously goalies that I look up to in the NHL and try and implement things from their game into mine mm-hmm. um especially carry price just the way he plays like anyone so should calm want to be like him but uh someone i really like he's just coming on in the nhl now is uc saros okay. nashville's yeah. backup um smaller guy he's only like my size but like he's so efficient in the net moves so well and like i mean if you can play you can play right and well yeah. said was that I mean that guy. He's uh he's gonna be a, a starter one day. He's got a lot of skill. So that's cool. sweet because a lot of uh, everyone says Gary Price and you know what I mean. Fucking all the top name goalies, but like UC Saros. Imagine if he's listening. He's probably like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. honestly, there's so many good goalies in the NHL. Like there's so many backup goalies in the NHL that could be a starter and have just as much success probably as so as other unreal that. guys, right? Like yeah. they. It's just a lot of opportunity. They need to get an opportunity, and then they need to have – when they do get the opportunity, they need to perform, right? That's so, what hockey's about at that level is the opportunity. you got to wait for a guy to get hurt to get yeah, the opportunity. and taking advantage of those opportunities. Exactly. Like, there's there's such little chance for guys to get it. So, you know, when they get their opportunity, it's it's not easy to really make your statement. So but. for you then, because that's, that's a good point, and it's my dad always used to say it was a funnel. Everybody starts at the top you know as the years go by the tough guys squeeze through like for goalies that the area for you to succeed is so much smaller did you find that was something that more like affected you or or motivated you to be better just because you knew going in that the opportunity was just slim because there was yeah only two goalies on a team yeah definitely like i don't know i i find uh goaltending is like it's different than like it's different than the other positions obviously it's Mm -hmm. different but like the way we get uh, looked at and scouted and stuff like that and the way we get picked for teams, it's, it's I feel like it's done differently than the other players. But, um, yeah, I guess that challenge of there was only two goalies for every team and it's so hard to make it as a, as a goalie, especially if you're undersized, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Like there's only so many spots and so many contracts for goalies to have. So, like, that kind of just challenges me to, you know, I like – Obviously, I, I understand that I'm not going to be a guy who's drafted high, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I might not be on a lot of teams' radars, but it kind of is just motivation to want to get into that backdoor entrance, you of know. Of course. Just earn your way there, you know. If you can play, you can play. So it's one of those things that motivates me to just be better and always just keep pushing towards that dream of making uh, It's funny you said that it because one, one of the things I read after your rookie year, one of the things that the GM said that, he was most impressed by was I think it was you and the captain were the two top fitness or top, the, the fittest players in camp. Yeah. So that yeah, probably so has like, something to do with it too, right? That is a big thing. Like for me, like 
showing like showing up to camp and being one of the most fit guys just shows that you really care right mm-hmm. like you're there Absolutely. for the right reasons and uh obviously po like he's just naturally a freak of nature like <laughs> unbelievable athlete you you love guys that put the do, work in and preach it like guys yeah that are like yeah and he, and he does put the work in too so exactly. you put that That's on top of his yeah his unbelievable he athleticism. Even have to say it then. You just follow him. Exactly. Yeah. So um, you got a fat guy for us. At you, you're like, yeah. For us to show up and kind of do that was uh, our our coach and slash GM was really proud of us because that's what he wanted, right? And he yeah. wants the same thing next year. He wants us to set that bar for everyone else. What kind of does that right? send to your your top forwards? Your your fucking goalie comes in, most fit guy in the whole camp. Like, because I know everyone will think, well, you don't need to be as good as street to be a goalie, which is the complete opposite. <laughs> Yeah, because I've played goalie and it's tiring just to get the goddamn. Gear. Yeah, yeah. So. I think the biggest thing with like fitness for goalies is is uh like maintaining your body's like like being healthy and like uh, if you play a lot of games in a season, it takes mm. its toll on your body as a goalie. Like sixty minutes a night, um, you just sweat so much with all the gear on, so you're getting dehydrated and then you're playing again punished. the next night. Um, you're getting pulls and tears like minor ones here and there mm. playing through them um so if you're playing upwards of 70 games including playoffs um obviously if you're not in good shape like your body's just gonna break down right you're oh, gonna get yeah. injured so for me like being in great shape allows me to be able to stay healthy good during the season yeah, yeah exactly good confidence and um yeah, to, to stay healthy during the season is huge because as a goalie, your team needs you to stay healthy. You know, you yeah, can't yeah. be Especially injured. Especially if you're the starter, too. You right? can't you be injured on. night in and night out, you know, with bumps and bruises. So, <laughs> And scouts are looking at that. Scouts are talking to coaches, being like, hey, is your goalie in shape right now? Mm-hmm. And when the coach or whoever says, oh, yeah, he's the best play, he's the best shape on our team, that looks good to, to Pete, to the well, other yeah. teams. Yeah, you, you can't really have a reason for people to just look course, at you yeah. and be like, yeah, I don't want that guy. Like mm-hmm. being out of shape is one of those reasons, right? Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. if if you only have so much opportunity um, to get looked at or like if you get a chance, you want to be ready for that chance. Mm-hmm. So Big time. like for me, I'm it's always just like pushing towards um, maybe getting an opportunity, right? And being in shape is just one of those things where I know well, like, it's just one I'll always have to worry about it, right? Like I said, mentally, you're confident. You're confident in your abilities. You know you're going to be strong. Everything yeah. else will just come into play. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So what sure. I, from what I've gathered, you said skating was a big thing of it and yep. your fitness. If you had to choose maybe one or two other things, like say there's younger goalies listening, if you want to set yourself apart, obviously if you're 6'5 and you can move, there's a good chance you're going to get looked at. But if in your case you're a little smaller, you yeah. said skating, fitness, is there anything else that you think kind of set you um, apart and that you would maybe preach to the younger kids? Yeah, well, you definitely need a good a good head on your shoulders. Um, there's so much like, like side noise that can come with being a goalie, <laughs> like just Politics. stuff getting in your head. Paul, yeah, like so much stuff like that. And growing up, like it was something that it's harder to deal with when you're a kid, right? Like, yeah, you know, it's like, oh shit, I let in five goals this game. Coaches isn't gonna want to play me next game, and you're still in the second period of the game, right? Yeah, you're not even that. thinking about the game, right? Yeah. But like being able to grow up and kind of develop those skills of being able to block out that noise and just kind of play your game and, and be comfortable always in the net focused on the task at hand. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the biggest things for goalies. Cause like Ooh. there's even at my level, there's still goalies who they'll get scored on and then 
you like the team just knows they're like all right like we got this guy like let's keep going Dude, here. Uh, you know what i hate that a goalie gets scored on gets rattled and he freaks out i'm like you're the fucking goalie yeah like, it's like if a pitcher gives up a home run you're the only guy that can give Seriously. up a home run yeah i'm sorry to tell you yeah so <laughs> <I think> like <laughs> if a team scores on a goalie and then they look down and then he makes an unreal save the next shot the team's like nice. oh shit Right. And then, yeah. and yeah. then that goalie's team is like, all right, like we know he's, he's right there still. So, you know, being able to have that mental strength and like, that's something that I've worked on too with like a, like a mental coach. Um, oh yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Like that's something that you can actually like develop skills and learn about. And, uh, for me that made a big difference in my game. Wow. Like, that's that, great. That mental Advice. strength. That's yeah, really, absolutely. I didn't know that. That's wicked. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things that it gets overlooked, right? Yeah. A lot of players are just like, "Ah, oh, this is stupid." Like, I just yeah, well, need no, to go. I never even thought of it. Dude. Like, like, I just need to go out there and play. But like, for me, like, it's made a huge difference in my game, and I know the pros are doing it too. Like, mm-hmm. um, the pro- pro- professional goalies, they're all doing it too, and um, so it the makes a big like difference. Making you like think, like alter your thoughts, or like, well, yeah, being able to control your thoughts mm-hmm. and, and use like visualization, for example, like you see guys like Holtby. Um, yeah, that they show incredible. like pregame stuff. Like, he he looks crazy, but like that's what works for him, right? And everyone's different. Like they have different things. Like Flurry, his thing is having fun. Yeah, joking so, like, around. Yeah, that's that's able. Like that enables him to just be able to go out there and and play mm-hmm. and be unbelievable. Like you've seen the playoff run he's <laughs> having, right? Yeah. That's just him having fun. Runs. But that's because that's what works for him, right? So like so you know, what's, what works th- for you then? Are you for me fun guy? You just nice and calm. You want your team to know that you're calm and collected, or yeah, I guess kind of. I like being that calm guy. Like I just kind of never panic. Always mm-hmm. just manage the situation. I apologize there. The audio shut out, but the podcast did end two minutes after. Nonetheless, it was a fantastic podcast, uh, Matt. Uh, Welsh, Matt Dudley, both of them came out. Great podcast. Thank you to both of them. Hi, Button. We're out.